Are you a type A person? Do you have your own motivation? Or do you need other people to motivate you? Sometimes, if you're highly motivated, you need someone to tell you to take a break rather than push on. This could be one of the most important messages you hear as an entrepreneur. After we get past A-B testing and dealing with tough feedback, listen right to the end for one of the most important messages the type A amongst us need to hear. The extraordinary belongs to those that create it. Rebelling against business plans and debt, rebelling against what society expects of us to build cool businesses, make money, have fun and do good. Let's create something extraordinary together. Welcome to The Rebel Entrepreneur. So we're back for the fifth episode with Andrew Kelly to the crowd. Welcome back, Andrew. Alan, thanks so much again for having me back on the podcast. I always love coming on. I always get really excited for our chats. Me too. Me too. It feels like we haven't spoken in a long time. So give us all an update. What's happened? What's changed? What's been going on? Tell us everything. So quite a lot has happened, actually. That (laughs) might sound a little bit mundane for anybody that isn't crazy familiar. So forgive me for being a little bit pedantic with the details. But essentially on YouTube a few weeks ago, or a few months ago, actually, I crossed the the magic 4,000 hours mark, which is YouTube's way of basically saying, okay, you've had people watch your videos that total up to about 4,000 views. We're now going to start paying you. We're now going to start putting adverts on your videos. So we'll start throwing a little bit of money at you. That for me is unreal it blows my mind yeah (laughs) yeah it blows my mind that i make a video and it makes me money that is great that's kind of all what we've been talking about right how to make money off of your passions you're now a professional you've literally been paid for doing what you enjoy like it doesn't matter how much it is to start that proves that it is possible you are on the track Yeah, 100%. I think that was a really big tipping point for me. And even right now, I'm saying it, it still feels a bit weird. I mean, we're talking about, I think last month I got 20 quid. 20 pounds, 30 bucks. Yeah, (laughs) that's 20 quid I didn't have the month before. So yeah, that's great. Um, The channel's grown to 3,000 subscribers. So the fact that momentum's building on the audience side is great as well. There's a little bit of homework that we chatted about last time around that I really want to get into because it's it's really interesting. And with one of them, I've had a real challenge applying the Rebel Business School principles Ooh. that I'll dig into in a little bit. But that's pretty much kind of to the crowd in a nutshell over the last uh, nearly four weeks since we spoke. Well, it sounds like you've made huge progress and it's starting to grow. And part of the entrepreneur's journey is doing the work, keeping the faith, and then letting time pass. And sometimes we're so infuriated, like, why isn't it growing quicker? And I know that. You know, I started a diet once, Andrew, and I think about a week into the diet, I said to Katie, I've been dieting for a week. This is so hard work. Why haven't I lost weight? And she looked at me and went, it's a week, Alan. It's a week. <laughs> like, chill. They said on the thing, at least six months. And some of this is about doing the right work, keeping going and allowing time to pass. And you're doing that 
It's growing. It takes time. It takes time. So we're on it. We're making it happen. So your homework from last episode was a bit of thumbnail A-B testing, looking at the merch companies and doing a test, and then seeing how many people have signed up to your new mailing list. That was the three pieces of homework. Um, Let's start with the A-B testing. Did you get anywhere with that? Yeah, so I A-B tested a grand total of, cringe for this, two videos. I wanted to do five, (laughs) but I did do... Yeah, I did do two. So the first one I A-B tested was one of my videos that was performing less than I would have expected it to because it's very highly related to a video that is performing extremely well and it's done a lot better. So um, this video is on my channel. It's called Pike Push-Ups Not Feeling It In Your Shoulders or something to the effect of that. And basically, I have two pike push-up videos on... For for those of you who don't know, a pike push-up is essentially a push-up where you kind of have your bum in the air. The idea being it's supposed to build really transferable strength to things like handstands. So yeah, get that image in your head. Essentially, I created a video that was answering a question that I got off the back of those two videos. Mm -hmm. When I published the video, though, it didn't get the traction I'd have expected it to. So I thought, okay, the content is highly relevant. It's clearly answering a question that people have. Why isn't this performing as well? So I've switched up the thumbnail. And since you can see that on the YouTube analytics, it is getting more clicks, which is interesting because the engagement rate with the video has gone up, but the proportion of people watching the amount of the video stayed the same. So essentially it must have been the thumbnail because you're funneling more people into the video, right? (laughs) So that was an example of an A-B test with a thumbnail going well. There was an A-B test with a thumbnail that didn't go so well. So basically I tried out, if, if you look at my YouTube channel, my, my girlfriend is an amazing designer. She holds me to account to make sure everything's kept on brand, all the fonts are standardized. The sort of imagery we use is pretty standardized as well. But I am, to put it politely, less design centric. And she, um, <laughs> we usually butt heads on ideas, but she always wins because she's always right. And um, I wanted to use this as an example of trying out something different, something new. So with one of my videos on essentially a handstand progression, it's called the frog stand. It's, I don't really know how to describe it. If you Google frog stand, you'll see the sort of image that comes up. I have a tutorial on how to do that. And I switched up the thumbnail to basically make it a little bit more clean. I didn't really like the thumbnail was quite garish, quite orange. So I thought, make mm-hmm. it a little bit cleaner. You know, um, the engagement with that thumbnail fell through the floor. And when we actually <laughs> look at... <laughs> yeah, so she she was quite smug about that one. But when you actually look at why... So YouTube has a handy little tool which can show you what your thumbnail looks like versus other thumbnails. And lots of the tutorials for the frog stand are very yogury they're you know very nice plain backgrounds lots of plants beautiful beautiful images but they're all very samey they look the same and my thumbnail literally jumps out of the screen there's the orange glary exactly yeah so again what i love about all of these is like 
having the freedom to experiment is something that I really love. Um, and I'm definitely going to keep that going. Like I said, I'd have liked to have done five, such has been life that I've only done two. But okay. even that is, is, a, is a learning in and of itself. So I think there's a really interesting point here, which I'd love to draw out for the audience and everyone else, which is do the opposite. If every video has clean backgrounds, a nice potted plant and people in yoga pants doing what they do, and you are the opposite of that, you will be the one that stands out. If every video has garish orange, like then do the opposite and you will be the one that stands out. And I think this is a really interesting piece of cutting through the noise is about doing your own thing that's slightly different, like having your own style. And you've proved that with the numbers, which I love. And with any test, you do the test. And if you get worse results, then you go back to the original version and try something else. So you've had one that's made progress and one that's reduced slightly. And you set it back to the other way. And then you've lost no ground. You've actually progressed because one of them worked. One of them you've set back to the way it was. And that's what we actually get to in business is we're tweaking it to improve. Can we improve the marketing? Can we improve the conversion rate? Can we improve it? And we gradually build up. And this is the process. Yeah, 100%. What's been your biggest learning from doing this A-B testing? So actually, when we decided on what videos we're going to A-B test in the first place, we took a look at the videos that weren't performing well and the videos that were performing well in the grand scheme of my channel. Now that we've got, we've been doing this for, God, 18 months now. So we've got about 70, 80 odd videos that we can really take a look at and really understand what the click-through rate is. So how many people are seeing the thumbnail and the video title versus how many people are clicking through? And, and you can actually, on YouTube, rank your videos by click-through rate. And there are some videos that I think generally perform better, but don't perform well on click-through rates. What we tended to find was um, things like follow-alongs and like stretch follow-alongs. Those are some videos that I do on my channel. They don't get really good click-through rates, but what they're really good for is watch time. People watch them, re-watch them, come back to them. They're really great for people that really enjoy your content and really find value out of those sort of videos. They're, they're really great. And understanding that and digging into the data on that is really, really interesting. The ones where you really want to make sure you nail click-through rate is on tutorials. If I have a tutorial for push-ups, the chances are there are going to be 50 million tutorials for push-ups. Why should somebody watch mine? Ultimately, the only way they're going to really understand that and really differentiate you at least at face value until they dig into the meat of your content is going to be that first impression that you give them. And for those type of videos where the information is key, that's why they're there. The thumbnail is just that bit more important. I love that. Fantastic. And if you're listening to this, what I'd love you to take away from what Andrew's just been talking about is it's about testing and improving. You are never going to know the answers when you start. You're never going to know all of the details when you start. You have to do something and do two things and see which one works best. And it's about continually experimenting to see which one works best. And if one works and the other one doesn't, Stop the first one, do the second one, and then do another test and another test. And gradually, after we've been doing this for a while, we're like, oh, I've started to work out 
the formula that works for me, my business, and I can do more of it. But if you never experiment, if you never try new things, you never learn what works better. So what I'd love to suggest we all do is continual experiments to see what works and then double down on the best. 100%. So there we go. A-B testing was number one. I know you wanted to talk about the merch and the different bits. And I think this is the bit you're saying you've had struggle applying the rebel principles. Is that correct? Yes, 100%. So we had a chat, Matt and Rob were on the call as well. And it was really, really interesting, the feedback they were giving me about basically how to avoid having a a garage full of merchandise that you just couldn't shift, right? (laughs) We've all had it in the past. We've all had it. The only reason I know all these pitfalls, Andrew, is because I've made all those mistakes. (laughs) That's the only reason. But yeah, I I was so grateful for that advice because in my mind, I I had, you know, Cali to the crowd, catwalks, fashion shows. (laughs) We're going to do everything from trainers to, to flat caps. One day we will. One day we will. <laughs> One day we will. I imagine so. We decided to settle on, you know what, let's just try out a t-shirt. Let's see what the appetite is for a t-shirt and let's see how that goes. So Matt actually suggested a few companies that were, was actually really interesting to take a look at because they're built off the premise of you create the product after you've received the order, which is really cool. That means you don't have to Again, like I said, fill up your garage. So I checked out some of these companies. I bought three t-shirts from three separate companies because I really wanted to understand the quality of the company, the process of making the t-shirt, what the t-shirt ultimately looked like. I wanted to put the t-shirt through the washing machine a couple of times to see what happened. And for all three of them, I really wasn't crazy impressed with the quality of the product, the end quality of the product. For one of them, one of them actually looked quite decent, but number one, it was the most expensive of the three. And number two, when I put it through the washing machine, it didn't look like it would survive the test of time. Interesting. So what I kind of wanted to ping to you was, obviously, everything that you speak about on this podcast, Alan, is all about how to leverage your brand and leverage your business to see what you can get for free and really try to minimize your upfront costs until you actually have something tangible that you can sell. I could see myself over the next month, which is why I was so keen to speak to you as soon as possible. I could literally envisage myself going to 50 different shirt printing stores, buying 50 different shirts at, I don't know, 10 quid a pop and ending up spending loads of money trying to find the one shirt. And even then, that's the one shirt that they've sent me, maybe that's just the one that they printed and is nice. And I didn't really know how to go about finding the right product that I could comfortably put in front of people that were going to spend their hard-earned money on a Cali to the Car t-shirt. So let's have a look at this. I've got a few things to give you. Number one is you are absolutely right about testing this first, because if your YouTube subscribers buy your t-shirt and it's a bit shit, it's a bit bad quality, it's going to damage your brand. So you did a fantastic job of doing the experiment first and ordering one for yourself. I think that is genius. I would recommend that to everyone. Number two is t-shirts sound simple, but they're actually really difficult. Like 
I do not understand how some company hasn't come along and actually made it difficult to get just a quality T-shirt. Like, why is it so tough? I was doing an event, I think it's two years ago now. I had 60 people coming to the event, two weeks, 30 on each. It's called Chautauqua. So I got some Chautauqua T-shirts printed. I spoke to the company. I spoke to them. We did it. They ensured me it was the best quality T-shirt. And then it came through and it was see-through. Like it's a blue T-shirt and I could hold it up to the light and see to the other side. It was cheap. It was thin. It was bad quality. I was shocked. And yeah, I cannot believe how difficult it is just to get a simple T-shirt right. One of my friends was doing T-shirts himself. And what he did was he looked through his own wardrobe for the T-shirts he actually liked. Then he looked, what are the brands? Where were they made? And what are they made of? So actually in T-shirt production, the quality of the T-shirt is like what it's made of. And you can get cotton, you can get polyester, you can get all of these different mixes. And the other bit is what is a quality T-shirt to one person is different to what is a quality T-shirt to another person, which is fascinating. The T-shirts that I actually liked and he actually liked were called a tri-weave. So what is a tri-blend T-shirt? The ones I actually ended up liking, it's made of three different types of material, which is cotton, polyester, and rayon, and they build it together. And it seems to be a better choice for athletic wear. I perspire a lot because I'm British and I'm not used to the heat. So I like to have something a little bit more athletic. But some people will like just plain cotton. And I think actually doing the research to start with of what makes a good T-shirt for you by looking at other people's And if the shops are open again after lockdown, go into T-shirt stores, feel the quality, look at what it is and find the type of material it's made out of. That will narrow it down so fast for you, so fast. Does that help give you a little bit of a start on it? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I'd never heard of Triweave. I literally just defaulted to 100% cotton and used that as a way of ruling things out. But then... It's interesting because all cotton doesn't seem to be made equal. Some cotton looks fine when you get it in the pulse and it looks great. Put it through the washing machine at 30 degrees and, you know, suddenly it turns a little bit uh, less friendly. That's the crux of it. And you're right. Like, basically, what I'm most afraid of is that essentially, if I've got somebody who's subscribed to my channel, they're watching my content, they're already engaged and they're really supporting me. And then then I put a t-shirt link on. The people that are most likely to click on that t-shirt link are going to be my most engaged. Super fans. Exactly, yeah. Do I risk them for products that maybe I make a markup of, I don't know, three, four quid on? In my head, that's quite an easy answer. Yeah, the answer is no. Exactly, yeah. And I'd want to provide them with a product I can almost guarantee would be absolute quality. But then equally, I don't want to spend a thousand quid to find that product. So yeah, I will take that advice and go out, try and find the sort of t-shirt fabric that I think I'd like to put in front of people who were buying the t-shirt. Well, you'd like to wear yourself. Like if it's a t-shirt you'd love yourself, then that's the piece. And the final bit I would say here is you've had three sort of mini experiments buying t-shirts from different manufacturers. Have you given those manufacturers feedback? I have for two of them, I was actually able to send the shirt back. And actually, 
what I found from there was like, even though I wasn't a huge fan of the t-shirt themselves, the fact that their aftercare process was relatively straightforward. Bear in mind, it's for personalized t-shirts. So generally, I had already kind of resigned myself to going, okay, it's a printed t-shirt. They're not going to take their money back. Well, they can't resell them. They can't do anything with them. That's literally, they have lost money doing that deal with you, which is not ideal. So you got the money back, but have you actually got on the phone with them and had the chat of, I bought this. Look, I really want this to work. I like your customer service. I like your business. I just need a quality tea. Talk me through this. I want this to work. Have you actually done that? I haven't. <laughs> it's weird. Now that you say it, it seems so obvious, but I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of my job is to say the bleeding obvious <laughs> and people find it very annoying. My mum always found it annoying. She's like, can you help me with the tech? And I'm like, have you tried this? And she goes, no, but like, we don't think to do that. But it is like, this is not dead with those three companies. This is something they must have dealt with before. They must have fixed this problem. They must have done it. So I would find out the materials you like. I would ring them up and tell them, look, I want this to work. I've got a YouTube audience of thousands. I want to do a t-shirt deal and I want to make it work, but I can't sell them that t-shirt you sent me because I'm embarrassed. Can you help me find one that I'm proud of? that I can sell and recommend and ask for their help, speak to them. Yeah, I guess framing it in a way that's like, look, this is beneficial for your business as much as it is mine as well. Yeah, like you said, <laughs> it seems almost blatantly obvious to have said that, but I kind of went, you know, I've drawn my money to you, give me my money back. And I kind of, I think I was so happy that they were sending my money back that I was like, great, right? <laughs> But then the third company who kind of didn't even reply to me and I still have the t-shirt, I think that's a more or less a write-off already. What I want to say to you is, and to everyone listening to this, if something doesn't go well the first time, give the other person the opportunity to fix it. I don't care what it is. If you're trying to find a t-shirt, if you're doing your first business deal, if you're working someone, you have to give the honest feedback and then give the other person the opportunity to fix it because not everything goes perfectly the first time and you will learn so much. If you give someone else the opportunity to fix it and they work with you to fix it and it works, then you know you've got a partner who actually cares and is trying to make things better. And some of the best relationships, some of the best clients you will ever have are the ones where it doesn't go perfectly to start with where you actually have to work together to get to the result. So give people a chance, give them the honest feedback, work with them. If they respond badly to the honest feedback and they say, actually, we don't want to work with you. Well, that's great. You can move on quickly (laughs) and you've learned a lesson. If they respond well to the honest feedback, that could turn into the partner you've always been looking for. Yeah, I'll definitely apply that sound advice there, Alan. I'll definitely drop them an email and see what they say, see what they come back with. Definitely. Uh, Drop them an email and ask, can you get on the phone? Or just ring them. You know how much of a fan I am of the phone, Andrew. Like, let's stop messing about with emails. Let's actually speak to the human being. That's (laughs) how you make things happen. That's how you get connection. That's how you create what you need to create. Yeah, for sure. 
You sound nervous about it. You like for sure, Alan, but I'm not sure I'm going to. I think I might drop no, them an email. No, no, I'll, I'll definitely call because I know you're, what you're about to do. You're about to lean in and basically be like, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's yeah. easy to email. It's yeah, easy to email and, and it's, it's, easy to it's harder to give honest feedback face to face. But like people want to know, like email is almost the coward's way of giving feedback because you don't actually have to see their response. You don't actually have to deal with it. But let's say I gave you a bad piece of advice, Andrew, or I gave you a piece of advice that didn't pan out for your business and you tried it. Would you get on the phone and tell me? Would you email me? Or would you never tell me and you just like stop talking to me? I mean, given how often we speak, the easiest way would be to just tell you to your face. Yeah. And I'd actually want you to do it on the podcast. Why would I want you to give me the honest feedback? Knowing you, Alan, you'd want to understand what had happened. You'd be actually grateful for hearing about it and you'd want to learn from that, right? And then I want everyone listening to learn from it so they can avoid making the mistakes we've made. <laughs> yeah. That's how we get better. That's how we learn. So I would want to know. And if your partners don't want to know if something has gone wrong, then they're not the partners for you. Mm. Then they don't want to learn. They don't want to grow. And they're not going to help you if something goes wrong. Like we need that growth mindset, that learning. And if something we're doing on the podcast doesn't work, I want you to tell me. If you're listening to this right now, and you've tested some of this stuff and it doesn't work, well, that's good. Let's learn from it. Try something else. Tell us. We'll tell the other entrepreneurs. And we're all learning together. And that's how we make progress. That's how we make progress. So don't hide behind email. Ring them. I will. I will ring them and I will, I will give them what for. No, I'm joking. <laughs> no, I, I, I will. And you I'll can phrase always it in- do it in a nice way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I I will try and phrase it in a way that's basically like, this is mutually beneficial. This has the potential to be extremely beneficial for both brands. Here's what I'm trying to achieve. I'm trying to achieve a quality t-shirt that the fans of my YouTube channel will buy and they will love and they will keep buying and they'll wear while they're doing calisthenics. They'll wear whilst they're watching my videos. They'll wear when I come to the park and do an event with them. (laughs) Wouldn't that be cool if three of your audience turned up in your t-shirts? It's a buzz. That would be brilliant. I got recognized by somebody in the gym the other day. Did you? Yeah, it, it genuinely threw me. It completely threw me. Albeit, <laughs> I got recognized because one of the personal trainers told them I had a YouTube channel. But still, I didn't know this guy. And yeah, if I saw somebody in my t-shirt, it would I think my heart would melt. And you can pitch this to the t-shirt company saying like, this is my dream. This is what I want to do. Please, can you help me do it? And it'll help me to sell your t-shirts. That's what I want. The t-shirt I got the first time wasn't like, I'm not proud. Please, will you help me find a t-shirt that I'm proud of, that I can sell and go on my YouTube videos and say, I love this t-shirt, like buy it. Because that, that's how you sell stuff. If you believe 100% in the quality of your product and what you're doing, when you're selling it, that comes across. If you're trying to sell a (laughs) t-shirt... that you don't quite believe in that's got a bit of average cotton and shrinks when you wash it like you're never going to sell it it's just not going to sell and the damage to your brand is irreparable 100 percent. yeah i think i mean i'm pretty sure i heard it on this podcast but I heard a quote which basically says that selling is the passing over on of enthusiasm from one person to another 
And you're right, I'm, I'm not enthusiastic about that shirt. <laughs> yes, that is absolutely the saying I keep repeating. Sales is the transfer of enthusiasm from one person to another. And if you can't get enthusiastic about your own product, how can you get someone else enthusiastic about it? So we need to work with these businesses to find something you're passionate about, you're enthusiastic about. That will change the game for you and you'll feel good. And it doesn't have to cost money. Like some of these t-shirt companies will send you a pack of samples for you to pick the one you like before it's printed. But you don't have to buy the printed ones. Like work with them, with the samples, the plain ones, to work out which t-shirt's right and then go from there. There's ways to do it without spending a thousand pounds of your own money, Andrew. We just need to work with them. Yeah, agreed. Excellent. See, that sounds more more rebel than what I had planned. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why they call me the rebel entrepreneur. Yeah, <laughs> but it's just a way of thinking. Like, what does rebel actually mean? It just means thinking slightly different to the standard public. That's all I take it to mean is you're doing things slightly different. You're not yeah. rebelling for the sake of rebelling. You're just thinking slightly different. And it's a process of like, oh, we could see it this way, we could see it that way, and that just comes from experience and time. Yeah, well, let's put it this way. I wasn't expecting you to tell me to send them my business plan. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like we've got to a good place on the T-shirts and we can report back in on what those conversations are and what you get to. Your next action is to ring those two companies that gave you their money back and say, like, didn't go so well the first time, but I'd still like to work with you because you actually have good customer service and go from there. Is there anything else we need to talk about today? What else is on your mind? Yeah, so there's one thing I want to chat about, which actually relates to a piece that we did speak about last week. So the mailing list. So there was an action for me to basically deal with making sure that I could get that to a position where I was sending it out. I you know, had it on my Facebook groups, had it on my YouTube channel and everything. This is the first time I think I've come on the podcast with a bit of homework that I haven't actually completed. And it's in relation to what I want to speak to. Unbelievable. <laughs> I know, I know. I feel like such a flake. It's actually something I really wanted to speak to you about because um, I have made progress on it. It is coming along quite well. I'm very new to MailChimp and I'm having to watch all sorts of YouTube videos to actually mm -hmm. get it to where I want to be. But like I said, it's coming along well. I am happy with it. But the next thing I really wanted to chat about was burnout and balance, really, because where I feel that I am in Cali to the crowd, first of all, I just want to make this absolutely clear. I am so grateful for what I have. I've got what would on paper people would look at as being a good job. I've managed to produce a video every single week, once a week for nearly 18 months. I am in a position where I have a really large number of people. If you told me a year ago, 3,000 people would be supporting the message that I was putting forward, engaging in the community and really actively trying to give tips. Um, I, I woke up to, on Monday to the loveliest YouTube comment that just lifted up my day. These are people that are not only engaged with the content, but I feel are really engaged with me as a person. And that is really nice. So I am really, really grateful for that, right? But 
I also find myself in a position where I'm working 40 hours a week. I am in the gym 10 hours a week. I spend about six hours per video researching the content and editing the content and filming the content. And, you know, I have 112 hours in a week that I spend awake. It sometimes feels like a lot. And and we haven't even got to the point of, so that's working like on the business. You've got a life, I assume. Do you have a life? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, just a little bit of one, (laughs) whatever lockdown hasn't taken away. So that was like working in the business, you know, creating the content. And then we have what you and I speak about a lot, which is like working on the business. On the the business. Exactly. Yeah. The building up of um, the different streams where eventually we would hope that income would come from the outreach, the the t-shirt printing, the website building, all of that. I feel sometimes it it gets a lot. And I'm, I'm the sort of person that, you know, quite type A, I'll see something needs to be done and I want to do it, right? And then I've got a situation where, you know, my girlfriend will ask me, hey, do you want to go get dinner today? And I'm like, no, 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 let's go get a pizza. Like, I don't want to become that sort of person. So, you know, I've read the Tim Ferriss books about building systems and whatnot, but, and I know everyone would say this because everyone thinks their situation is different, but I can't build up systems to learn how to do a handstand. If, if you want to do a handstand, you've got to spend hours of training to learn how to do a handstand, you know? So I don't really know how to get that balance. That's a lot that I've just kind of thrown over to your side of the fence. So if you need me to clear any of that up, then let me know. <laughs> so I guess number one is I don't think total balance exists. Like you're never going to be in a state where you are always balanced and everyone listening to this You're never going to be in the perfect state of balance for 52 weeks a year. I don't think it exists. You will literally lean one side and then go back the other and then go back the other and then go back the other. Like being right in the middle doesn't exist. So stop trying to achieve it. Like there's going to be a week where you do loads of work and then you go, I'm exhausted. I need some time off. And you spend some time with your girlfriend, your friends, you do other stuff. And then you go, I should get back on with some stuff and you do some more stuff. And it's constant balance of those things. Katie and I had it for years. We had this thing of where like our weekends were precious to us because she was full-time employed. I was working on this really hard. So we'd protect the weekends and not see anyone. Like we just want to spend time together. And after four weekends of not seeing anyone, we were like, okay, we've spent too much time together. We miss people. Let's fill our weekends seeing people. And then after four weekends of seeing people, what do you think we thought? You'd gone too far in the opposite direction. It's like, we need a bit more time to be together. Like, this is too much. But I think that's like a constant process of life. I don't think there's a, like, you start to miss people, so you organize seeing people, and then you need some time on your own, and that's fine. So I think, like, I just relax. And I think I'd want to say to all of you listening, just relax. It's okay. It's going to be all right. It's going to be fine. If it's not done this week... We'll get to it next week. You're building, you're making it happen, and it's okay. And this is probably not the normal Alan rah-rah, let's get all the things done message. But for those of you who are type A, just chill out. It's okay. It's going to be okay. We'll get to it all. You've got time. It doesn't all have to be done this week. And my reaction to you going, I've not done my homework on the mailing list, Andrew, is like, 
that's okay. We'll get to it. It's fine. It doesn't all have to be done today. And actually, if you look at the priorities and values in your life, is your girlfriend important to you? I mean, she's listening to this, so I have to say, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> of course she is. Of course she is. And that's kind of what I'm getting at, right? She's been so supportive with me on this crazy... She has a boyfriend that's basically gone, you know what, I'm going to make a video, a YouTube channel about standing <laughs> on my hands and, and jumping up on monkey bars and stuff like that. And not only has she been supportive, she's helped create the thumbnail, she's helped me film, she's helped find locations. Two of the t-shirt companies she helped me find, you know, she's so supportive. And when she actually the other day asked me if I wanted to go out and get dinner and I said no. And the next day I felt so bad that I took her out to dinner because I thought back and I was like, that's like, I'm type A. I'm the sort of person who will bury my head in work and I don't want to become that person. So, and it's weird because you telling me, you giving me permission to back off is <laughs> such a type A thing to do, right? It's so type A. And I've never really associated myself with being type A, but I've never really had something I'm this passionate about. So I guess it's turned me into that sort of person. <laughs> you get excited and you want to do things. And actually, like, so my wife and I are very similar. We like to do things. And Katie is my wife. She's beautiful, gorgeous. I love her to pieces. If she gets into something, she won't give it up until she can't see. Like she will literally sit and work on a spreadsheet until she goes, I can't see anymore. And I'm like, you just needed to take a break two hours ago. You're like, just stop. We'll take a break. It's okay. It'll still be there tomorrow. And all of this stuff will still be there tomorrow. There are more important things in life than business, business, business. There is health, there is family, there is friends, there is love. And it is cool to work on your business. Like, I love working on this podcast. I love chatting to you now, Andrew. I love it. But like, please take this the right way. I'm not going to sacrifice my relationship with my wife or my health for you. Uh, I I'm going to do the podcast. <laughs> Come on. Now I know you're just saying that because Katie's listening. <laughs> She's not listening. She doesn't actually <laughs> listen to every podcast episode. How unfaithful is that? No, I don't dun, force dun, dun. her to listen to everything I do. Um, she spends enough time with me anyway. Uh, <laughs> you don't want to spend all that time with me and then listen to me afterwards as well. That would drive you mad. But do you understand what I mean? Like, There's so much to life and it's about taking a balance. And let me give you an example of this. There are certain people that need driving more because they don't have that internal motivation. And one needs to work out which type of person one is. So if you're a person that is pressing too much, you need to get yourself to take a break. If you're a person that doesn't press enough, and only you will know this, you need to push yourself to do more. And when I am working as a coach, I have to work out, is this person that someone is internally motivated, they don't need me to push, or is it not? And to give you the example of this, I had a fitness coach, Katie and I were doing some one-to-one -one personal training to get fitter. And I am internally motivated, as you can probably guess, I don't need pushing, I will push myself. And I remember the last time I did a session, it was the day before holiday, I'd travel half the country to get home, 
I'd worked so hard to do the workshop. I was exhausted. And then I pushed it to go to the personal training in the evening. And she pushed me whilst I was there. And I pushed myself. And then we went on holiday to Berlin the week afterwards. And guess what happened two days later? You got ill. Yep, seriously ill. I was walking through Berlin and I remember feeling particularly sick. And I said to Katie, I can't go on. And I sat down at the side of a shopping mall on the floor, just trying to breathe. I destroyed myself. I pushed myself too hard. And you need to realize what type of person you are. And if you're one of the ones that will push yourself until you can't see, until you can't stand, stop. It's not healthy. Take a break and relax. It's okay. And I need to hear this message sometimes just as much as you do, Andrew, because I'm one of those people that will push. Like, take a break. It's okay. It'll still be there tomorrow. Like, to build a mailing list, we can still build it tomorrow. If you want to go out with your girlfriend, go out, have fun, love each other, like spend time together, stare into each other's eyes over the <laughs> candlelit at the table if the restaurants are open. Like, do that. Work will still be there tomorrow. And when you get to the end of your life, no one ever says, I wish I'd worked harder. Like, I wish I'd spend more hours at the office. That doesn't <laughs> really happen. They normally say, I wish I'd lived a life more true to my passion, true to my friends. I wish I'd spend more time with the people I'd love. I wish I'd worked more on my passion. And you're doing that. You're working on your passion. You're spending your time with the people I love. Like, just relax. We'll get to it. Yeah, for sure. I was listening to one of your recent episodes and you had somebody on, I forget the name, but she was watching her kid try to walk. And she said to herself, because she was the same type A personality, she said, would this position that I'm in right now, watching my child learn how to walk, be better if I had an extra $500 a month coming in? And the answer was no. So why would she taint such a memory by chasing a sale when a kid was learning how to walk? I'm, I'm butchering exactly what she was saying, but the, the premise is there or thereabouts. Yes. If you haven't listened to that episode, it's Tanessa Shears on episode 12 of season two about entrepreneurial energy and having the energy to do what you want to do. And there are ways to increase your energy through fitness, diet and sleep, but you still only have so much Spend it on the important things. Spend it on your kids, spend it on your family, and spend some on doing what you want to do and live your passion. Like you can't do it all. Eventually, you'll start earning money from this and you'll be able to hire some people and work with some people, and it will go that way. Rob and Matt, they've only just got to the stage where it now feeds two of them and they'll keep growing it, and you'll get there. Take it easy. Yeah. Spend sure. some time with your family, love the people around you, and we can do that. Like, how does that feel as a message for balance? Very liberating. It's like I said, the, the, the permission to do that is not naturally one that I would give myself. So it is nice hearing that, you know, from a mentor that has given me so much other advice that has worked. It's kind of like, oh, well, okay. If this advice has worked, maybe the advice to, to back off and, you know what, going over to Nando's every once in a while isn't going to kill your business. <laughs> Everyone loves a cheeky Nando's. Everyone, Everyone loves, loves a cheeky Nando's. <laughs> like, who doesn't? 
if you're in America and you come to England, have a cheeky Nando's. It's worth it. Yeah, you won't regret it. But like, you need to work out the type of person, Andrew. And having talked to you, I know you're a person that pushes. And when my wife was at work, she had a boss that decided Katie needed to be pushed. And she doesn't. She actually needs the opposite. She needs to be told to rest. Because if you get Katie to rest, she gets more done. And this is the really fascinating bit. Like, if I get you to have an evening off and you feel good, you'll come back at it tomorrow excited, full of energy and ready. If you push, 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 you'll run out of energy and you'll actually achieve less. And I have an opposite message for someone who can't push themselves. The opposite (laughs) message is stop resting, get off the telly and get on with it. But I don't need to tell you that. I don't need to tell my wife, Katie, that. That actually will have the opposite effect. So take it easy. Have a break. It's going to be okay. I love you. It's all right. All right. Can I tell Katie that? Absolutely. Boom. I'm going to tell Katie that. I'm your favorite, (laughs) not her. (laughs) Oh, I thought you meant the message to chill, not the love bit. Yeah. I'll I'll tell Anna as well. (laughs) Yeah, she's got competition now. Exactly. But yeah, that is really, really encouraging to hear. Yeah, I'll certainly apply that because I am so type A. I, I really am. And it's like I said, I've never associated myself as being that sort of person. And it's taken this to kind of tease it out. And yeah, I think I'm just going to have to be really cognizant of that. Perfect. So being a type A person, uh, what are you going to put on your things to do following this podcast list? So I have the first bit, which is I am going to call the company and appeal to their what already seems like their good nature in terms of like they refunded me for a product that they, they can't get their money back on. So I'll call them, have a chat with them, really stress the benefits of what working with me could be like. I will, off the back of this conversation, I'll take Anna out for about five cheeky Nandos, let alone one. <laughs> yeah, so uh, <laughs> I'll send you the receipt, Sally. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, what's going the, on here? For those who don't know, Alan has a serious frown on his face now. <laughs> when, <laughs> when he gets the bill for five five cheeky Nandos, nah, um, but I will, I will um, certainly make space for um, for just just quality time with friends and loved ones because I know that uh, that's going to be the sort of memories that I will remember going forward. And then I will do the last bits of this mailing list piece. This um, MailChimp piece has been something that I've wanted to do for a while. I think you gave me the, the initial kick up the bum, which was really, really beneficial. And I think to start to see to start to see the traction that I've seen so far on the YouTube side, it would be so nice to see what I can do off of YouTube with an area of the world wide web that I control, that will be really nice to see. Because right now, I'm very conscious that even though it's only 20 quid, that 20 quid is entirely at the mercy of YouTube. So for me to build this into something that I might even one day be able to live on, I would like to be able to control that. So for those of you listening, what I'd love you to take from this episode, well, actually, let's go for the one thing I would love you to take from this episode. If you are someone who has a type A personality, which means you go for it, you have lists, you work really hard, sometimes the best way to make progress is by taking a break. You cannot work 24 hours a day. You need time to do other things. 
you need to see other people. So if you're listening to this, take the person you love out for a cheeky Nando's or to the restaurant you love. Spend time with your family. Turn off your phone. I spend so much time on this podcast telling you to do, do, do. Today is the opposite. Take a break. Reward yourself. Spend time with the people you love. That's what it's about. Thank you for listening to The Rebel Entrepreneur. Go spend time with the people you love. You can have any life you want to. Choose to build something cool. Choose to take action. Choose to work to make your dreams become reality. Stand out. Be different. Be yourself. Be a Rebel Entrepreneur.